show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. On the Man About Town podcast today, we have the amazing mental well-being mindset specialist, NLP practitioner, and amazing international award-winning speaker, the one the only Mrs. Sue Carr. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Are, are you keeping in this bizarre 2021? Uh, 2020. Should, ah, damn. Ah, that's a Freudian. That's a Freudian slip, that buddy. I think we're all wishing it's 2021 already, aren't we? Um, yeah. I, I, I put a note on my vision. I, I put a thing on Facebook the other day, uh, which said something along the lines of, "Dear 2020, none of this s blank blank t was on my 2020 vision board." So I think you're in good company. <laughs> I've always known that ever since we connected up. That leads me to my first Man About Town question that I ask all my wonderful guests. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you on today. So how long have you known, how long have you known each other now? It's probably a few years, isn't it? Uh, it's got to be, I think. Yes, it's got to be at least two years. We met via uh, what is now the Evolve Network. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and I was always impressed by the fact that you travel all the way from Retford to Sheffield once a month to uh, to take part, which was awesome. It is amazing. I'll always be like a lifelong member. I say this to everybody. Even if you just get two nuggets from anything that you listen to at the Evolve Network, it's it's, it's been worthwhile. Because oh, there's so I, many great, positive, driven people like yourself like where I met you. Absolutely. I I, I said to, to Will, that Will Polston, the, the owner of Evolve, the other day, that, you know, for me, when I found Evolve Network, I found my tribe, essentially. It's a room full of like-minded people. Um, and for me, I, I forget who it was that said it, you know, but we, we are apparently the some of the five people we spend the most time with. And I think those of us that are involved with the Evolve are, are very fortunate. We get to spend a, time, a lot of time with a lot more than five people that are all on the same wavelength. So it's all good. Yeah. And I'm always recommended. I speak to my friends and I speak to anyone. And I rec- if anyone's starting out in anything or doing anything, I'd, I'd recommend them to go just to get a bit more positivity in their life, a bit more uplifting from a mindset coach, or you could be talking to somebody who's anybody. There's so many different people, like you've just said, really, pretty yeah. much. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know you love speaking. I know you love NLP practice, and you're a great mental well-being kind of support kind of person. Mm-hmm. But what, what's your favourite kind of business you do for you? What, what do you love the most? Um, do, the, the, do you mean the fact? Do you mean the, the my favourite part of my business? Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's difficult to choose actually because it's what a lot of people don't know is my my business essentially has two strands. I work I work with adults, um, the people who I term to be professional swans of this world. You know those of us who glide serenely through life, giving the impression we don't have a care in the world. Like yet yeah, all the while they're paddling like crazy underneath just to stay afloat. The adults who are stressed out and overwhelmed, etc. But I also, the other half of my business, if you like, for, on a day-to-day basis, the bread and butter business, um, I also work with children um, in terms of teaching them growth mindset, self-belief, um, and all that sort of stuff. So so the adult, my adult work, I count as my uh, curative, helping people to overcome their past issues. And, the, and the, the stuff I do, the work that I do with children, is my preventative. I, I firmly believe that given the children that we have in our lives, the wings to fly, enables them to understand that they can have the courage to fall and not be scared to get back up and try again. Um, but in terms of what I like doing best, I love working one-to-one with people, be they adult or children, but I love to get in front of a, of a live audience and speak 
Um, I love that. I love that connection that I can make with audiences when I when I speak in front of live audiences. And as we both know, sadly this year it's just not happened, does it? You know, no, we've had, I've had uh, some some online speaking events, you know, but they're and they're great. That they're, they're awesome. But for me, the vibe of being in a room with people and you can get up close and personal and, and discuss their issues with them on a on a personal level with nobody else listening um, is, is I love it. I just love that connection. I'm on a mission, as you well know, mate, to take uh, take at least a million people from a on a journey from fear to freedom um in this next 12 months it was going to be 2020 i think there's going to be more than more than a million people need to be taken from fear to freedom come 2021 but i consider that to be an ongoing passion ah that is amazing i I can see where you get that from now now i understand you understand completely when when i sit and listen to you when you're introducing at the evolve network and i've seen you speak i can see why you've got that passion and flair in your walk and everything now it's all coming to truth how amazing, yeah. phenomenal, inspiring yeah. person you really are, Sue. It's amazing. Bless you. Well, I, to be fair, I have a, I have quite an extensive background in amateur theatre, so I'm used to strutting the boards and uh, and <laughs> and making a fool of myself. So it's it's just a short step, really, from from theatre to uh, to speaking. <laughs> Except I'm in charge of what I say there, not I don't have to follow somebody else's script. Yeah, how long have you been an international speaker now, then? Uh, I I did my first international gig in 2017. My first, my very first public speech um, was at the World Forum Centre in The Hague. Now, I am actually really, even now, it really tickles me. I've got a big smile on my face here saying, you know what, the first time I ever stood up to speak in public to a room full of people was at the World Forum Centre in The Hague. I'd been invited by the Women's Economic Forum to speak at their conference in Delhi. And because I'd said yes, um, they invited me to speak at, in, in The Hague and in London, which were all before Delhi. So I did three speaking gigs internationally in in the first two months of my my deciding to step out as being a speaker. I've been very, very fortunate and blessed. I, I really have. Um, but yeah, so if that's 2017, so it's just three years. It'll be it'll be three, it'll be 2000, it'll be four years come February 2021. Wow. And that is amazing gratitude you have as well. You appreciate you don't take anything ah. for granted. How wonderful you are! That's amazing. We Proud we are all of it. We're all of us blessed in many ways that that we that we don't know until until we sort of look back across life. You know, I have I have this philosophy, Mike, that you know, our lives, all of our lives, are no more or less than a billions of moments that we string together piece by piece by piece over the course of every day. And at the end of our lives, then we come to look back across time and we see all these billions of moments strung together, and we call that life. Now, many people almost get to the end of their lives before they realize that that all the moments that they didn't take much notice of or all the moments that they really enjoyed each and every moment I'm going to click my fingers now that moment my friend that moment is our life um and speaking as somebody who sort of looked down the uh, looked down the barrel of a gun proverbially metaphorically and stared the grim reaper in the eye more than once I I appreciate every moment for what it is good bad or indifferent because I'm only human mate you know like lots of people I have some really really rubbish days you know and I'm glad to go to bed at night the difference now is I I am grateful for everything and because I understand that everything's got something to teach me everything whether that's good yeah. bad or in, whether that's good bad or indifferent and oftentimes about myself which sounds quite self-absorbed, but if we don't learn about ourselves as we go along every day, then we're never going to learn and grow. You know, we live, we learn, we grow. And, 
it's it's important that we don't unpack and stay in the misery because we waste too many of those billions of moments. And there's a massive difference, in my opinion, between existing and living. I oh phenomenal, yeah. That is that is so true. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. You're such a true inspiration to so many people. It's amazing. What's your, what advice would you give to somebody starting in business or speaking, doing a bit of public speaking nowadays? To come, um, which is your mission? I want to try and help you with that one because that's amazing. Bless you. I mean, I mean, in terms of for people who who are just starting out in business, I think most people who are already in business know why they do what they do, and most business people who have been around a while know that actually if something's not working, they know that they need to tweak it and change it and so on. But anybody who is um, thinking about flying solo, as it were, particularly as a a single entrepreneur, a solopreneur, as it's called. I, I think the thing to remember is going back to what I was just saying when I about the stuff that I do when I work with the kids. We have to believe in ourselves. If you have an idea that you're passionate about, that you think it could be a business, there are lots of ways that you can turn almost anything into a business these days. You know, there is no such thing as uh, as limits anymore, only the limits we place on ourselves. So it depends on the area and all that business. But one fundamental thing that stops most people from taking the leap of faith, as it were, from employment to self-employment is the belief that they can do it. So I say to anybody, when we believe in ourselves, the self-belief that we have, as I said with the kids, it gives us the wings to fly the courage to fall because we're certain in the knowledge that when we do fall, actually we can bounce straight back up and try again. There isn't any shame in falling down as long as you can get back up. There is no shame in making mistakes as long as you learn from the mistakes, in which case they're not a mistake, they're a lesson. And there's no shame in being seen to be in inverted commas a failure because to me, failure, to quote Arne Schwarzenegger, is not an option. But it's <laughs> but but it also doesn't exist, pal. It doesn't exist because if we overcome something, if we cock up and we make a mistake and we learn from it and we try again, then by definition we've learned something. So the mistake has become a lesson. So for anybody that's trying to start out in business, just remember those things. In terms of speaking, you know, I've I've just partnered with a company called Speakers Index to help promote public speaking as as a way of earning money for people and if anybody wants to talk about that to me afterwards then please do because you know we have we've got an awesome program going on for for aspiring speakers and also for, for speakers who are already established but probably possibly need more exposure the, the if you are considering being a speaker or if you've got something that you're passionate about and you and you think the world needs to know it then and it's like an itch you can't scratch, you keep coming back to it, then chances are it's something that the world does need to know. You well, know, I would so... say trust your intuition. Mm. Our intuition <laughs> is is what I call it's it's our internal GPS, it's our sat nav. You know, if we if we keep coming back to the same thing over and over again, like you would start it starting with you in this podcast. How many times do you think I'm gonna start a podcast? Ah, I'll do it next week. I'll start a podcast, and eventually you started a podcast. If the, yeah. if the same idea keeps dropping into your brain. That's 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 your intuition telling you that actually you need to do this because yeah. safe in the knowledge that you can't fail, mate, because if you fail and you learn, it's a lesson, not a failure. Well, Sue, I'll be the first in the queue for that speaking index because that's what I'd love to get better at public speaking. That's one of my skills that I'd like to develop. I think it's a hard skill to develop. But like you yeah. say, once you get the self-belief and 
confidence in yourself to do it more, you can project it better and clarity and all the everything else that comes with it. By all means, mate. Just we, we can chat off camera, off camera, off air. What are, <laughs> what are we doing on podcasts? Are we on air? Are we on camera? I never know. You know me. Technology's not we're my a thing. Bit of but, both. We're floating uh, in the air, we're just talking, and we're a bit. We're all over. Bless you. But yeah, yeah if, if if you're passionate about anything and you have a message, whether you take that into a business and and generate a business on the back of that passion and your message, or you take that and do it and and speak to the wider world, it's your life. It's absolutely your life. And we can all of us choose to be whoever and whatever we want, without exception, as long as we believe in ourselves. Definitely. So who, who, I know you love a lot of public speakers. Tell us a few people that inspired you to do a bit of your speaking. Who's me. Give us more information too while we're on that roll. Uh, in, in terms of people who I, uh, I like as role models as speakers, do you yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, if we're, talking, if we're talking big guns, the very first self-development, personal development book I ever bought was Tony Robbins' Awakening the Giant Within. First print run. And I would have been about, I don't know, 17, 18. Um, and he's, he's phenomenal. He's a huge speaker in every sense. He's got, he's got teeth the size of tombstones. He's about 12 foot tall. His hands are the size of shovels. And he's got a booming voice to match. But he's such a charismatic guy that actually, you know, he he was the first person that I was aware of who spoke for a living. Um, there are many others. I, li- I like Robin Sharma. I could listen to Robin Sharma all day long. Yeah, The Monk Who Sold Ferrari is a really good book. I've, I've listened to that. Absolutely. It, he's an really awesome good. guy. So gentle and humble. I would love to meet him uh, and have an afternoon He's like me, he likes to walk in woodlands, so I'd love to spend an afternoon walking in the woodlands with Robin Sharma. Um, but, 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 clo- but, but you know what? Closer to home and, and going back to Will and the Evolve Network, I've seen some phenomenal speakers at, at, at the Evolve Network. Um, the likes of Dylan Dinesha, um, Jamie Keeling, Denise Mortimer. Oh, man, I could go on forever. You know, And these aren't sort of world-famous speakers yet, um, but but they're right up there in terms of within this country, within the UK, you know, in terms of people who, if I was, if I were running my own events, I would be sort of banging on the door, say, please come speak at my event, you know, um, and myself, of course. <laughs> definitely. Well, we'll definitely with an event. Like I say, there's a lot I want to talk to you about, which we can develop in the future soon. Now we've formed a great relationship over the last two years. I think we've got a lot to talk about with that. Bless you. We've talked about the Evolve Networks. So, obviously, we've talked about what, what had, what's been the best advice you've ever been given in your life? Oh, my Lord. Stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm not even joking. Uh, no. I, I had... Um, I know just before we came on there, you were a little surprised when I, when I sort of mentioned my backstory. But in all honesty, uh, I think the... In terms of what, I'm, what I meant there, where stop drinking was, it's for, for just for the sake of your audience. In in 2012, I, I my lifelong battle with mental ill health on my own in my own right had by that point descended into near fatal alcoholism. My doctor admitted me to hospital after seeing some routine blood tests, and I subsequently found out that I, had I not gone to my GP that day, then 24 hours later I would have been dead. Now that sounds quite dramatic, and I never do anything by halves, but I subsequently spent six weeks in hospital recovering. And, and in all honesty, it was the medical intervention that saved my life, as opposed to me overcoming the demon drink. Um, 
fast forward almost eight years, um, on the 12th of December, which coincidentally um, is also my father's birthday, or it would have been had he still been here, bless him, I'll celebrate 3,000 days clean and sober, which I'm immensely proud of. That is but amazing. But thank you. But I'm also immensely aware of the fact that when I when I answered that question by saying stop drinking in terms of the best advice you've ever been given, I people have been giving me that advice for at least 10 years before I was admitted to hospital. Um, in recovery, what I realized was it was not the demon drink per se that killed me. It was my reasoning behind it, which was skewed logic. I blamed various people in my past for various things that had happened but I now know for an absolute fact that it's not we all have an it my it just happened to be mental ill health and the demon drink uh we all have an it whether it's trying to lose weight or trying to start a business we all have something that we should do we then very often fall into the realms of that should becomes a must I must my so for instance my drinking became not I should stop drinking, but I must stop drinking. And I ignored all the warning signs because I thought I was invincible. It's like people who smoke 86 a day and then are surprised when they die of lung cancer. You know, we can be incredibly stupid as humans because we think it will never happen to us. Now, the thing for me in recovery was that I suddenly realized that, yes, the drinking caused me almost to nearly die, but it was the story I was telling myself, my underlying reasoning, which was skewed logic, this happened, so therefore I'm going to blame X, Y, Z forever and ever. It's all their fault that everything's ever happening to me, so I'm going to have another drink. Yabu sucks to you, to them. Duh, I'm the one that's dying, and they're not. Now go figure. The stories we tell ourselves, my friend, are, are, the one, are, the, are the things that get us into trouble, not our it. So if I was going to turn that, that flippant remark of stop drinking around, it would be... Be careful how you talk to yourself, my friend, because you're listening. The stories that we tell ourselves can and do get us into trouble if we're not open to actually seeing what's right under our nose. And, and 3,000, almost 3,000 days later, I have never been more grateful. Number one, that I'm sober and, and able to function in a world that is increasingly unraveling around us all uh, without the need for a crutch. I remind myself every day that it's a story that I'm telling myself that still cause various situations in my life today because I'm human. We're all human. And if we can communicate with each other as humans, life would be a hell of a lot better, my friend. I agree. I think and there's so much in society that's ruining that at the moment. With yeah. Our conversation is nowhere near like they used to be talking. I think people don't communicate as often as much as they could nowadays. Talking no, we're, we're all too we're all too busy being sucked into um, electronic worlds, you know, be it gaming or YouTube or TV or whatever. Everywhere you go, people have got the phones in the hands. They take them to the bathroom, and I, I, you know, and I'm as guilty as many people in that. I have to say, um, I, I went out the other day, left my phone behind, you know, uh, and and I was halfway down the motorway, and I thought, ah, oh, no, no phone. What am I going to do if I break down? I was panicking. And then I had a stern word with myself, as my dad would have said. You know, pull yourself together. Last time a stern word with yourself. What are you doing? It's a phone. <laughs> if you stop at a service station, you can find a phone box. You can still ring home. You can, you're not out of touch with the world. 
And, and for me, that's a bit of a worry in the world that we're in today. Uh, we get sucked into everything. There's lots of fake news around, as we know. Just take the flipping COVID scene, take the, take the American elections, take any big subject that you want to. And, and it's full of rhubarb that's propagated across social media, fake news and all the rest of it. And uh, it needs to stop, doesn't it? We need to get we need to reconnect. We need to reconnect with real people. Yeah, that's where, where it's all gone wrong, isn't it? It absolutely is. I'm a very tactile person. You know me, Mike. I love to I'm, I, I'm the most huggy person in the world. And it's driving me bananas that I can't hug the people that I love because I've been told not to, you know. Um, and and we, I don't mean within—I don't mean within my own household, obviously, the people I live yeah. with, but but my wider family and friends. You know, it's so unnatural for me to keep two meters away from people. It's bonkers. I get why. I'm not disputing there's a reason why. I'm not the science and all that business. But for me, as human, as a human species, I think mentally, you know, come. Come this time next year, Lord forbid that we should still be in the same situation. But by this time next year, the whole implication of this last 12 months is going to become much more clearer in terms of the amount of people who are suffering with their own mental well-being on the back of being disconnected for so long from their loved ones, from the family and friends. It's tragic. Yeah, definitely. I can't agree more with you, Sue. That is, it, it's got something's got to give in the end for it all. Eventually, I'm uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I've got an increase. I've got several soapboxes that are almost as tall as I am because, as you know, I'm only five foot one. But I've got several <laughs> soapboxes, you know. And people's mental well-being is for sure one of them. The education system in this country is another. I could go on, you know. And I, I jokingly, I put a, I put, you know, you know, on these coloured backgrounds that you can post on Facebook. Several weeks ago, I, I put a coloured background up, and I, I think the statement that I put across the front of it, across it, was something along the lines of. Okay, I think I'm just going to put my hat in the ring here and say I'm going to run for prime minister because this world's gone mad, you know. Um, and and I was still fielding. I'm no joke here. I was still fielding people coming up on the on the thread on the comments below saying, "Sue, do it. Just go. We'd vote for you. We'd vote for you." I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> this thing. And I actually said to somebody, uh, to be fair, the only thing I've got in common with Boris Johnson is hair that won't be tamed. That's where the comparisons. <laughs> that's where the comparison stops. Yeah, that was my joke about him. With, uh, not doing his hair the other day. We should use a balloon instead. I mean, it was like that. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Bless him. I, I, I have to say that I wouldn't. I would not have at this moment in time in history. I, there's no way there wouldn't be enough money in the world to convince me to be prime minister of this country. Not a prayer. Even if I had the political skills, it just wouldn't happen. You couldn't pay me enough. So while we're talking balloons and in the air, tell us <laughs> one of your greatest achievements of uh, such a wise age. I'm, I'm choosing my words kindly here. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, so you're, we're talking uh, in my life, do you mean? Actual, yeah. my real life, not my business life. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I know what you're talking about in terms of I very early on in my recovery, I decided that actually, in all honesty, I couldn't run a business called Fear Less and Live More, if which is which is what I decided to call my company. If I if I still had a residual fear of heights, all my life I'd been scared of heights. So at the ripe old age of 57, I I signed up to do um, a skydive, a tandem skydive, um, in aid of uh, the charity Mind. As I'd, as, I'd, as I'd lost my own mind several times along along the way in, in my life up to that point, I thought it was only right that I gave something back. And I think I ended up raising about 600 quid or something like that. But I, I did a 16,000 foot 
um, tandem skydive. Um, wow. And and I sat on, but I I sort of booked it in the October and I did it the following April. It was the same year that that I went that I flew to India to speak and had it having spoken at the Hagen in London, and I I did the skydive. Um, on the Friday, I think it was, and the following Friday, I, th- I flew to India to speak at a conference in Delhi. That's how mad that week was. But I'd spent six months working on my own mindset and understanding without that, without exception, fear, which is what drives most people in life, stops us from doing absolutely anything. But during the course of the work that I've done in this last eight years, I, what I know for sure is that, that the feelings of fear and excitement are the exact same chemical reaction that was around our body. If I'm really, really scared of something and you're really, really excited about the exact same thing, the only difference is the words that we use to describe it. Physiologically, the chemical reaction is exactly the same. So when I was sat on that airplane, literally sat with my little pins dangling over the edge of the plane and I'm looking down and I'm 16,000 feet above the air and we jump and then what happens is we do like a super and we go from being vertical to almost vertical in the sort of 180 degree turn so we're like plowing down through the atmosphere through the air um at 120 miles a second like superman and i tell you i was by that point as i jumped out of the plane i was shouting fearless by the time i'd gone about five seconds worth of space between me and the aeroplane that fearless has become a very different f word I can tell you um <laughs> and it was very loud um for, a, for something like forever but for a minute we were plunging head first 120 miles a second until the shoot went so we got clear of the plane and then they, they sent they like put a plumb bob thing in which sort of balances you and then the shoot goes up and then you shoot back a thousand feet and once the shoot had gone up I actually, bearing in mind, I chose to do it to get rid of my fear of heights. I certainly did that, although I did actually think I was going to die in that first minute. Um, but halfway through that first minute, once the fear had sort of really got hold, I said to you, I, I really did think I was going to die. The instant the shoot went up, and we then sort of we came back down, sort of the next thirteen thousand feet, very sedately in the shoot, and I was really fortunate. The guy that was my tandem diver was was at least 14 inches taller than I am. So I literally stood on his feet. And he taught me how to fly the shoot like, like you've seen James Bond do in the movies. It was awesome. <laughs> it was absolutely awesome. And it struck me then that actually, I wasn't. there was only a piece of cloth keeping me in the air. If that had gone, you know, we'd have still both plunged, plunged to our death. But it struck me then that actually I'd never been afraid of heights, ever. But I had always been afraid of hitting the ground at 500 mile an hour and going splat. <laughs> well, my heart's in my mouth. You talking about it? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing in life. It's the same thing in life. That for me, and the reason that I, I I genuinely do count that as one of my biggest achievements in my actual life, is because it gave me the freedom to understand the power of perception. My perception was I could never throw myself out of an aeroplane because I was scared of heights. I'd got away with decorating our house for donkey's years because I wouldn't go up a ladder. <laughs> ah, seriously. <laughs> I, and, and you know, Christ. now I, I, I was always scared of hitting the ground and, and being jammed. Yeah. I just didn't know. And if we take that principle and apply it to all the other fears that we have in our life, going back to the it I was talking about earlier, you know what? It's... The perception that we have about situations is what 
causes us lots of angst. And it's why I love what I do today when I'm working with people, because I help them to unpick their it, turn it around. We reframe the way they see themselves, their lives, their business, their home, family, whatever. But more importantly, how they see their lives going forward. Because one thing I know for sure, Mike, my friend, is that today, this, this moment, this second, that second is the youngest that any of us will ever be again. Any of us. Wow. Now, now for me, <laughs> for me, that's 60. I don't know how old you are, buddy, but for, you know, for one of my kids, it's 34. Really right, so, so you're a year older than my lad. Um, our <laughs> daughter is 27. We have another daughter who's older. All of us, doesn't matter what our ages are, that second is all we've got. And on balance, today is the youngest that we will ever, any of us, be again. If you're not where if you're not where if you're not where you say you want to be in your life today, understand this. Tomorrow's not gifted. That procrastination bug that we all have, that I'll do it tomorrow. I'll wait while New Year's Eve. I'll make my New Year's resolutions and I'll start on January the 1st. I'll wait till after the summer holidays. I'll start Monday because you can't not start drinking on Friday because the weekend. We tell ourselves so much rhubarb that that moment gets nearer and nearer and nearer to the end date. I tell you what, I listened to a great podcast the other day, not that he's in competition, but have you heard of Ron John Chatterjee? No. He's a doctor. He's an actual doctor. He's a, he's a GP. Ron, Ron John, Ron Gone. I can't pronounce his name, God bless him. But it's called um, Be Well, Live More, I think, the podcast. He interviewed Matthew McConaughey the other day. I posted it. on my, If you go on my Facebook profile later, you can find it. I posted it yesterday, the link to yeah. that podcast. Matthew McConaughey said in that podcast, we all of us arrive on this – the day we arrive on this planet, each of us, because he's an actor, obviously, uh, the day we each of us arrive on this planet, somebody shouts, action. The day we die, somebody shouts, cut. It's what we do in the middle, in the film of the story of our lives, that sets us apart from the rest. I agree with him. Now you, you inspire me even more, and that is you know what? It, it, absolutely, fella. We all of us have the power within us to do, be, and become whatever the hell we want, and yet we don't. So I am on a mission, big style. I have got an even bigger well, soapbox I'll, for that I'll, one. <laughs> Ooh, I'll try and help you a little bit along the way like you've helped me and guided me and listened to me at some of the Evolve Nights and when we've connected before and chatted. Bless you. So what we've got to look forward for the future for you, Sue Carr? Sue Kerr, mate. Kerr, Kerr, Kerr. Get my name right. C-U-double-R, buddy. Yeah. Kerr, incidentally, spelt like that with just one R means mad dog, which I think is quite apt, really. But anyway. Uh, no it's all good fella what have we got to look forward to in our future uh, my future i um i like i'm like anybody i have goals and aspirations and hopes and dreams um i i will be taking some time out next year to um automate a lot of my programs to put them online so that sort of in a done for you basis um so that people can access them more easily and more more readily in terms of the available funds that they have um i'm definitely I'm, I'm co-authoring a book which comes out at christmas um with another with a bunch of amazing ladies at revival sanctuary uh my my bucket list for next year has a ted talk on it um i'm gonna write my own book um i'm gonna do oh mate i'm just i don't have enough hours in a day to do everything that i want to do you which is why I'm, like me <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you
I think I think the I think the thing to remember is that we we all of us only ever have so much time in a day. We all of us have just the exact same amount of time in day, and and we we have to be kind to ourselves in that. And for me, until fairly recently, actually, I was really very guilty of scattergunning. Oh, I'll do this. Oh, I'll do a little bit of that. I'll do a little bit of that. And now I don't. Now I fine tune it. I decide what I want to do, and I work out how I'm going to get there. And it doesn't mean I don't have two or three projects on the go at once because I do. But I make sure that everything I set myself a goal to do is manageable if that makes any sense because we there's nothing worse than saying I'm going to do bump 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 and then crying off halfway through because I don't have the time that's also a load of rhubarb because we all of us have the same amount of time it's how we manage that time I mean I I I recently ran um a a free five-day challenge on Facebook uh free five-day reduced stress and overwhelm challenge which went amazingly well it took me six best part of six months to put it together because it was totally automated bots and email sequences and everything. And for a technophobe as was, I was really, really, really proud of myself. Um, and in doing that, it gave me options. So next year come 2021, that challenge will roll out periodically every four to six weeks because people got, I mean, got, tons of testimonials people got so much value from it and all that business so i know it works and it it whether they buy the the programs on the back of it is not is almost not relevant to me it's good bread and butter don't get me wrong we all need to eat but it's the, the fact that the feedback i got back was so positive in terms of how much people had learned for free that i would like to be able to do more of that without actually bankrupting myself if that makes any sense <laughs> yeah yeah definitely it certainly does. So, so lots, lots to go out, lots to think about, and you know what? The sky is not the limit, my friend. Uh, I know that now. I've, I've been fallen sixteen thousand feet. The sky is not the limit. We are. So, if any, so you do tell tell the viewers, tell our listeners. We're not, we're not on the big screen. Uh, <laughs> tell the viewer, uh, listeners, uh, what we've got. Look, obviously, we've discussed your future. What, what other things do you do? Can you help people with? And if they need um, to connect with you, how can people connect with you if they want to do some I, courses or whatever you do? Fill, fill us in. Go. Okay. Uh, I mean, in terms of um, my business, my I'm, I'm easily accessible across social media, as you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, you can find me as Sue Kerr on my profile and the links to most of my social media, et cetera, are on there. I have a Facebook group called Everything Begins and Ends With You, which I think you're in. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a support group for people uh, who want to improve their mental well-being, reduce anxiety. That's free. Um, Suka Fear Less Live More is my Facebook page. Uh, Suka.com, my website. Um, But in terms of what I can do for people, as I said previously, you know, if we have anybody who has an it, anybody who's paddling through life, giving the impression that everything's okay, and yet the world is falling apart inside, inside them men or women, then then I help them to reframe the way they see themselves, their lives, their work, reduce stress and overwhelm, actually, and fearlessly and confidently create the long-lasting positive changes that they need. So I take them from where they are, show them how to retweak, regroup, realign, and refocus, and then propel them forward into a life that's happier and more meaningful, in whatever the way that means to them, incidentally. This is not me saying, you've got to live your life like this. No, this is me saying, this, if you do this, this, and this, the life that you want is at the other end of that tunnel. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. You are the end of the tunnel when you get there. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's helping people to step up and into the best version of themselves that it's possible to be, in all honesty. And there are many, many ways that we can do that. Um, primarily, it's one-to-one coaching. Like I said, next year, particularly going out, there'll be free challenges. I've started a 10-day um, program today that has rolled out to, to several people for as little as 49 quid. Anybody can buy onto that program. It starts every Monday and it rolls out across the year. If, it start, if, you, if you purchased it today, for argument's sake, it will start next Monday. And all that is, is no, there's no need for another Facebook group. It's 10 emails directly from my email address to your email address and a daily video, actionable tips, recommended resources for peanuts, basically. And um, people love it because they can then just come back to me because it's directly from my email address. They can then just come back to me and say, I don't understand what this meant. You know, my coaching buddies think I'm crackers. <laughs> You know, but I uh, I believe in giving value and 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 yeah, and it's not always forty nine quid. It has a top price of two hundred forty nine pound for ten days, but it's still peanuts in comparison to what a lot of people charge. Um, but yeah, so I I'm very flexible. If people need to work with me, uh, then I work with them to make it happen in a way that is applicable to their situation. Shall we say? It's about as easy. That's about as um, broad as I can make it, really, in terms of what I do because mental ill health mental a lack of mental well-being has no discriminatory factors mental ill health doesn't care if you're a man or a woman it doesn't care what color or creed or culture you are it doesn't care if you're an adult or a grown-up uh, sorry an adult or a grown-up actually that probably fits because I know some adults who aren't grown-up even though they think they are um, I meant to say <laughs> I meant to say adults or children um, if you have an it or an issue that I can help you with and you don't think that I can but you don't think I can the best thing I can say to people is reach out to me we can have a quick chat I can tell you if I can help you or not and if I can't help you and this is where again I differ from most people if I can't help you there's more than likely a chance that I know somebody who can and I'm not at all precious about thinking well you could be my client no 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 I'm no good I won't be any good for you but I know somebody who can you know Um, so it's what you see is what you get with me Mike I'm very transparent Definitely, and I, I've always known that I built such with such a good relationship. I'm thinking back now. This is probably one of the most inspiring podcasts that I've done so far. Throughout the man about town, I've interviewed a lot of good comedians and a lot of good variety of business people, and that's no offence to them. But this is probably Bless one you. of the most true inspiring podcasts I've done so far throughout my podcasting career. <laughs> Bless, <laughs> Bless you. I'll I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, please do because. It's amazing and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today and till next time, I'm not going to use Will's terms, make it happen. I'm going to say, follow your heart, listen to Sue. If you get knocked <laughs> down, get up again and you'll get through it. Whatever you want, you can achieve anything you want in your life. Absolutely. If you really believe in yourself to do it like you've explained throughout this podcast. Absolutely. So if you fall, if you fall, I, I look at it like this, Mike. If you fall down and you can look up, if you can look up, you can get up. Simple. It's not simple. Sometimes it's very hard, but I can help you with that too. Brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we'll see you again then. Thanks so much for Sue Kerr for being on our <laughs> Move About Town podcast today. Take care. Bless you. Thanks, Mike. You. All the best. Take care, lovey. Bye-bye. Bye.